All right, welcome back to the All Ball Podcast for the conference championship weekend of the NFL. Just two games, unfortunately, but you know, two great ones. And we're going to start with Bengals, who are plus seven in Kansas City. So what do you think about this one, Justin? Well, first, I'm looking at the injuries. You got Tyron Matthew obviously left that game against the Buffalo Bills with a concussion. He is feeling, quote, very well per Andy Reid, and there are reports out he's expected to be back, so that's obviously a massive, massive return for them on that secondary when you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow coming to town, and we saw what Josh Allen did to them this past weekend. It was just fireworks all around on that offense, and when you look at the Bengals, their offense, they rank first in yards per pass attempt over the entire season. The Chiefs, on the other hand, their defense allows the seventh most yards per pass attempt, so the fact that Honey Badger will be back hopefully limits that enough where you're able, you're not able to see them have those explosive plays. Like we saw when the Bengals faced the chiefs a few weeks ago, or we saw Jamar chase just eat up the secondary time after time and make in and turn some like quick hitters into big plays. Like we saw with that 60 plus yard touchdown he had where he juked out like three different guys there. So starting out there, I think that's a big key. Right now, when I'm looking at it, the plus seven, it's tough for me to take Kansas City in this spot. I think I have to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. You look at the Chiefs, their defense in general, they've had four games versus top-tier quarterback. Or the Kansas City defense against top-tier quarterbacks, they've gone against Herbert twice, Josh Allen now twice, Lamar, and Joe Burrow. In all those games, they've allowed 28-plus points with an average of 34 points per game allowed in all of those games. Now we got Joe Burrow coming back here. So if he's putting up 30 or 28-plus, Am I expecting the Chiefs to put up 35-plus? I, I, I don't think I can necessarily bank on that when I'm thinking about whether or not I want to lay the seven points with the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think I think that totally makes sense. You know, I, I'm looking back to the game they played in Week 17, and I'm thinking, okay, the Chiefs only had four sacks, um, and you'd think that number would improve, especially based on what we saw from um, the Bengals' offensive line last week. I honestly think in the game that they played, I think a lot of things went right for the Bengals. You'd have to assume Jamar Chase is not going to have 10 catches for 250 yards and three touchdowns again. Although then again, I mean, they allowed, you know, Gabriel Davis to do the same. So maybe it could, it could be T Higgins if it's not him. And um, I just think, I think, I think the chiefs are playing at a higher level than that, than they were when that game happened. And I think the Bengals are at about the same level. So I definitely like the chiefs. Um, I agree with what you're saying, though, in the sense that, like, if it's a shootout, it's hard to cover seven points in a shootout, you know, but because you have to score seven more points than the other team. And didn't cover last week because you go to overtime and you can only cover the six. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, it's a it's a full it's a full seven points. It's a full two possession thing. So um, I, I think, you know, you're basically banking on a game where the chiefs are, you know, secretly in command the whole time, you know, like a 38, 24, which was what it was when last year in the AFC championship game, when they played the bills. And I actually think that's possible. So I lean towards um, gun to my head. I actually do like laying the points with the chiefs. I'd probably stay away on spread in general, but you know, if I had to go one way, I'd probably lay the seven. I mean, look, the way that the chiefs do cover this is that they are a menace in the backfield. We saw them get after Josh Allen a good amount in that game last last Sunday, but obviously Josh Allen and his escapability just really mitigates any like real advantage you have when it comes to taking over that Buffalo bills offensive line, because he's just able to break contain and still able to make plays, whether it's throwing or running the ball, Joe Burrow, he can throw the ball in the run. He's not necessarily that threat when it comes to, you know, picking up yardage yardage beyond the line of scrimmage as a runner that we saw with Josh Allen there. So 
that's definitely more in the cards there for the defensive line that we've seen step up. Chris Jones, Melvin Ingram, and those, Frank Clark, and those guys who have stepped up over the back half of the season, especially Melvin Ingram since he's come over from this Pittsburgh Steelers to come in and actually wreck havoc here. The, the Jamar Chase part of it is a very big point because how are they going to stop him? How are they going to try and contain him? We talked about the Stefan Diggs, what they did last week, whether right. it was, you know, were they rolling over coverages? Were they just, were they just having success with one guy there? When you go and I, I showed, I sent you a clip that I saw on Twitter. There was multiple out there, a bunch of different plays where when he looked at it, it was getting, he was getting bracketed coverages with a safe, with a corner on him and then a safety help over the top specifically for him. And that allowed Gabe Davis to have open, lanes uh, mainly that last touchdown that he had down the seam where the safety rolled over too hard towards Stefan Diggs and allowed for Gabe Davis to have a clear path to the end zone there so whether or not they do that on the other hand the Bengals are more than well equipped to you know go to other guys whether it's T Higgins whether it's Tyler Boyd whether it's CJ Uzama in the passing game and Joe Burrow is one of those guys where he doesn't lock in on any particular guy he likes to go to Jamar Chase but we've seen that he goes to T Higgins T Higgins had an amazing game last month where he was able to put up 100 plus 150 plus yards, I believe. So what what are you going to do here to limit Jamar Chase? But then are you going to be able to limit this offense enough with the other weapons that they have? Well, so so you know, based on what we saw last week, you'd think okay, they can limit Jamar Chase and just play the same Diggs defense that they were playing. You know, the one thing, look, I agree. Like I like Tyler Boyd, I like T. Higgins, I like Uzama. But the thing is, after those three, and then obviously Mixon. Um, it's not as deep as the bills are. I think the bills are a lot deeper in terms of quality receivers. You could throw out there. Cause there was Davis Sanders, Beasley Knox, um, you know, Moss and or Singletary. I just thought they had a few more guys than the Bengals do have, but, but I think um, it's, it's going to be hard. You know, you're not just going to shut them down. Um, although I will say, I mean, like, I think like what spread do you think would be equal to the money line for the Bengals. Basically what I'm saying is I think it's more likely that the Chiefs would cover, say, 13 and a half or 14 and a half than the Bengals would actually win. I have a really hard time seeing any scenario in which the Bengals actually win. And I know they beat them in the regular season, but I thought I watched a lot of that game and it's just I thought a lot of things, you know, a couple bad calls against the Chiefs, a couple good breaks for the Bengals, fluky end of game scenario that resulted in eight straight plays on the goal line that didn't even give the Chiefs the chance to have the ball back. And as we know, they don't need much time to get points back as well. So I just um, I really have a hard time seeing the Bengals winning this game. I do. I just, so for, I just can't see it. So the first thing I'll tackle is the other weapons. I take the Bengals other weapons over the Bills. I don't care that if they, you can name like maybe one more guy that you could go so throw out there. Because I was going to throw out all, just Diggs and Chase. What? Yeah, if you take out Diggs and Chase, I, I would rather T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Sage Uzama, Joe Mixon, and if you would even want to throw Auden Tate in there, who's their their next guy up over Beasley, D- Beasley, Sanders, Knox, Davis, and Singletary slash Moss. I'd rather the Bengals guys. But the Bills are deep. But I, I agreed at the top. But I do think the Bills are deeper. Like they have more guys that you'd feel comfortable like if you want to say like okay emmanuel sanders who's probably their last receiver is better than auden tate then yes but that's just not enough for me because you're not going four or five wide receivers that often it's not like it's not like t you know the running backs is where is where you'd win this argument i I think t higgins would definitively be the second best wide receiver on the on the bills of the rest he's by far the best yeah not for me i think he probably is but i think davis um 
you know, Beasley, even Knox. Uh, I think all those guys would have a case. I think they're solid. I think you could have a case for them to be all ahead of Tyler Boyd. I would take T. Higgins yeah, yeah, over yeah. all of them. I think I think if, if you include the running backs, because, you know, Mixon is by far the best of, mm-hmm. of any of those guys. Um, and and that, that's where it probably pushes it in the Bengals' favor. But, um, yeah, I think you can go either way. But, yeah, that's, about- fair. that's fair. I hold, I hold T. Higgins in, the, in higher regard, and that's where the difference comes in, where you think more, maybe more so, less so of him, and that allows for, you know, the Gabe Davis gap that I think I have between them two, between the two, to make that a little bit more of a, a muddy situation. Yeah, so, then, but- so then for the Bengals, so, so do you think the Bengals yeah. have any chance of actually winning? I mean, I'm going to say yes, because I think they have the quarterback and they have the offense to go shot for shot. I don't think you can go into Kansas City and expect to win a close game. I think you need to go in and try and beat them in a high scoring game. And I think they have the guys that can do that. And we saw that, obviously, when they went were in Cincinnati, which is a different story. And I agree with you where there was some fluky stuff, especially late in the game, whether it was, you know, what was going on at the goal line where it seemed like they stopped and where it seemed like they scored all these different things that allowed for them to then keep the ball until they the had last it there second. for about four for like four minutes. Exactly. So I think, I definitely think it's not like a four, like because they won in week, what was it? 16 or 17, 17, 17 that they can win now, because I think there was just some things that went in their favor, like that Jamar Chase touchdown, great play by him. But that was just, I mean, that's just not happening really again. I don't think, I don't think he's taking that type of pass with three or four Kansas City Chiefs defenders around him and breaking that off for a 60 yard touchdown i also don't think they're going to leave him one-on-one coverage like they did last game i think they're going to have a safety help rolled over so that he's not getting those big plays where he's not going against chardavius ward or uh, or fenton one-on-one the entire game and he's able to rack up the 11 catches 250 yards and three touchdowns i just don't see that being the case but if it comes to what's the true like value when it comes to, like what was the question about like so so put it to you like this like so the the Bengals money line is plus 270. Mm-hmm. So then here, I'll pull it up right now. And I'm basically saying I would feel better taking whatever chief spread is plus 270, which is pulling it right now. Oh boy. I mean, to get 270, it's actually like 18. <laughs> I don't know if I feel better. Yeah, no, you can't, you 18. can't do that. I was thinking I, it'd be like, I was thinking it'd be like 14 and a half. I mean, that's freaking that's really I don't hard. know if I I don't know if I would do the 14 and a half still I think I'd rather because I'm honestly as I'm looking at it now I think I would roll the dice and sprinkle a little bit on the money line Bengals right now even with the plus seven I just I just think a roll of the dice there I don't expect it to happen I think the Chiefs will win but I, I think that the, this team is, has too good of a quarterback and too many playmakers on offense and I feel like, I feel like that's the one of the recipes to actually beat this Kansas City, but, Kansas City Chiefs offense but the, but the Bengals it's not like they've been incredibly explosive in these playoffs I mean and I would say won- the Titans have a good defense but it doesn't really excuse the fact that they were not able to score a lot of touchdowns against the Raiders as well I mean they put up what was it? 26 and underwhelming 26. Yeah. 26. Yeah. Somewhat underwhelming, but I still think the, both those teams have, I think arguably one of the uh, two top 10 defensive lines. I don't necessarily think the chiefs are there. They're more so I think towards the average, if I had to guess, that's where I think the difference is. And then I just, I don't know this Kansas city defense, like you look at it, they're, they're passing off their passing defense just isn't there. And I, when you compare them to the, to the Tennessee Titans and the Las Vegas Raiders, both those teams are in the upper half or close to the half to them. No, when when I do the think they're, they rank 25th, I believe in the past DVOA and allow the set, allow the seventh most yards per pass attempt. Well, if they can get, if they can get stops on third down, then it could be a long day for the Bengals because I, I do think that they'll do that. They'll fare pretty well against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I also think, yes, it's true. The Raiders had a good pass rush and D line, but it wasn't even on display in that first game. I, I think, um, I think there's an element of not that the Bengals have been figured out, but like clearly they haven't been at their Bengals height, you know, regular season heights in the playoffs. Is that something though, that you're worried that they might find themselves now? Cause at some point this team is going to get right. They have too many good players on offense. And we, now we have a chiefs team where they were in a battle, an absolute think, battle on Sunday. And you have to, you still have to, you know, get back up and play this next game. You yeah. had all that energy. You were going, you were going blow for blow. You're going for a, a nine round fight or 10 round fight against a heavyweight in the Buffalo. Yeah. Bills. Go hard you, the whole time. I mean, cause it's yeah. not, look, it's not like the Bengals weren't in a battle too. And you could say, yes, they had an extra day off, but they were also in a battle. Granted the chiefs battle was a little crazier. You know, there's two types of close fights, if you will, one that's, just close and one where both guys are throwing everything they have the entire time. And that's kind of what the chiefs bills was, but no, I honestly think like, look, I think this game could be like, you know, 37 to 10. I don't I think the chiefs. I just, don't, I, just don't, I just don't, I could see them winning by the 14 number. I just can't see the, the Bengals putting up only 10 against this Kansas city chiefs defense because the, of the quarterback. This is not like, this is not some, this is not anybody that's below like this is a top 10 quarterback in Joe Burrow. This is a top 10 quarterback right now in the NFL. I don't see him putting up 10 points. Yeah, I, I agree. He's top 10 right now for sure. I just, um, you know, this is one of those teams and you saw it this year with the Hawks in basketball, like the young team gets somewhere sooner than you expect. And it's kind of, it's tricky because on one hand, um, you didn't expect them to be here. On the other hand, you never know if you're going to get there again. So it's not like they're thinking, oh, this is like house money and we're going to be here every year. You know, the, it's just it's interesting because I personally don't think they're ready for to win this game. But you never know until it actually happens. And clearly they've been ready, at least for the playoffs to win this game. Now, I don't see it to you know really go shot for shot with the Chiefs. I have a hard time believing that. I, I, I just don't see it. Um, but again, you know, it's something that it's hard to expect until it happens, you know, when these young teams are going to be ready. That's where, again, this for me, when I my belief in the Bengals is just is is soul is not solely, but a lot of it is on Joe Burrow. It's a lot on this guy that time and time again, when it's these gotta have it games, he comes through. He comes through for this team. And in general, when you go back to even college, and obviously college is different than the NFL, but when you carry it over where you see this guy in big games in college, when he's going up against Alabama, when he's going up against, you know, the top teams, when he's going up against Clemson and he comes out and he balls out and you're like, okay, can he carry it over into the NFL? Okay. Well, now we'll see, well, now we're seeing it. We're seeing it. Well, over but he was on the best the team. He yeah, was but that's what I'm saying. Now it carries, but, but now I'm saying now it carries over where week six, week 17 against this chiefs team, he comes out and he balls out week 18. He wasn't here, but then, like it's just these gotta have it games. And I'm trying to find right now the uh, the tweet that I was looking at where it's like his stats in the in these quote gotta have it games. Um, where is this? Okay, so in the regular season, uh, I don't have the updated version, but he still has carried this over. But he's had six gotta have it games, six and zero, oh, 444 yards per game, 27 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Well, I mean. What does that mean? Got a half a game. Did he not need like you know, losing your out or lose? You're not making the play. You have to stay on track to make the playoffs. You have to stay. You have to win. So arbitrary to be what do you mean? Like, So they're going to say that, that, that Ravens in week five, no, or whatever it was, was no, got to have it. But no, week sixteen against the Ravens. But then getting, but then getting smoked by the Chargers, like isn't you know that seems a little no because in the beginning of the what in the beginning of the season week five and weeks like he's not counting he's uh, not counting week five and week six he's counting week 16, 17, and eighteen. 
Well, but you said there were six games. Yeah, I well, like this, I said it was carryover from college as well, and obviously you can oh, say, "Oh, what? What? What do you mean?" That's like, BS. I mean, it's not. It's not these BS schools. It's Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Clemson. Yeah, but but th- that stat is BS. I, I disagree. Half college, half pro, cherry pick games, and he. Like, what, what do you mean cherry pick games? These are the biggest games. I mean, they're, Alabama they're cherry pick though. Alabama, their game against in Tuscaloosa, Georgia, the SEC title game. Oklahoma, the semifinal of the college football national champ, college football playoff. Clemson, the national championship. Those okay. aren't cherry pick games. This isn't Arkansas. I mean, but like we could talk about is like it just it's it's kind of pulled out of nowhere. It's 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 two thirds it's two thirds college and one third pro. And it's yes, like we know he won a national championship in college. Like that's been established. And then what? He won two late regular season games. Like, sure, yeah, great. And we we could talk about those two. I agree. He, he was good against the Ravens in the second game. He was good against the Chiefs, 100%. I mean, the reality is both teams had no secondary by the end of the season. But, you know, bringing the college ones in there as well to try to make the point, for me, it's a bit, you know, two kind of totally separate things. I disagree because of the teams that you're talking about. I don't think it's everything. I think it's something. And I have the updated one. Eight, win, or, win or else games. Win or else games. Because if you lose the games, even in college, if you lost that game in Alabama, they're not going in the college football national champ, the college football playoff. Because Alabama didn't go that year, so mm-hmm. you have, you have that, and you add in the now the two games in the playoffs, eight and zero, three. Uh, what is this? Four hundred, almost four hundred. Uh, yeah, over four hundred yards per game, twenty nine touchdowns, one interception, and that includes the what is it? Ten and one touchdown interception ratio in the NFL. Oh no, actually even more. What is this? Fifteen to one. Yeah, I'm fine to talk about the NFL stuff, the college stuff, uh, not for me. Okay. But he's been good. Look, he's been good down the stretch for sure. And I've liked the Bengals all year. I just uh, – I don't think they can beat the Chiefs. And remember, in college, his team was the best team, and now it's not. Because of him. And now – Stop know, it. You know how many pros are on the LSU team. And he is probably the best one at the most important position. No. Was he not going up against, you know, was he not going against Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence and T Higgins on the other end? No, because they're not even on the field at the same time. They got still got to go shot for shot with them. You what does that to, even you mean? Still, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like it, it, it counts as a loss for them, counts as a win for him because he came out and he balled out in those games. He didn't go, but you're saying, oh, he went up against Trevor Lawrence. No, he didn't. He went up against, you know, AJ Terrell. An- another pro, but. Yeah. Uh, even besides that, you're still, you like, what, it, I, I still don't get like the fact that they didn't go up against him. You still have to play against him on the opposite end. Like, yeah, you, still have to, I, you still have to relevant? know that. What? How's that relevant? What do you mean? How's it relevant? The, the fact that the other end has a top five quarter, top two quarterback in college football going up against you and on the other end, putting up that many points. Yeah. But you if you could shot for team, shot with him, but, but no, okay. Take away the, take off the quarterbacks on every team that year in college football. No one had a better team than LSU. If I'm thinking, maybe Alabama. No one had a better team than LSU that year. So many pros. Uh, what about Alabama? Didn't they have Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell? Yeah, they had four wide receivers for sure. And, but, and a running back and Najee but, Harris. But LSU, LSU was loaded. They had all they had equal that on offense, in addition to all the defensive pros they had, Patrick Queen. Um, the Stingley, the guy whose name I'm blanking on, that uh, Christian Fulton, Delpit, um, 
Chase on, you know, a lot of like defensive pros as well. I and I'll mean, go through high, Alabama high draft picks and I'll go through so. Alabama then. Like, I, I, I don't see it necessarily. Like, I, I think if you take like Alabama, you could never, very well have that. And you know, Joe Burrow is light years ahead and better than Tua. Yeah, but. Um, okay, but, but we're getting we're, we're like we're derailed from this. But, uh, but let's the, get let's get to the game. Yeah, but but I think the point is, like, I get it. Like, everybody likes Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow, too. But to say that he's just going to, like, pull it out of left field and beat a far superior team and and then using the college stats when he was always on the superior team, it's it's, for me, it's just – it's just – I just couldn't get behind it as saying like, oh, he always delivers when he needs to. They're just – they're just totally different circumstances now. I disagree because Wait, so you think you think he's gonna win the Super Bowl every year then because he's just no, some guy no, who you know, he always delivers. No, I'm not saying that. that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm I can't lay the set. I can't feel like they're gonna get blown out because they have this quarterback that when he's had these go up against you go up against the elite competition, not the Arkansas, not the Florida, going up against Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and then you carry it over to the gotta have it games in the NFL. I'm not saying I don't think they're gonna lose by you know more than seven. I, that's where I find it hard to find that, or this team won't put up at least 24. Yeah, they could put up 24. Okay. Um, any any idea, uh, any thoughts on the total? It's 53 and a half. Yeah, oh, um, and a half. I like the Chiefs team total over better. What, what, is, it? what is that at? It pro- well, I guess you do the math. It's probably like like 30 or 31. 30, 31 and a half. Yeah. So you got you to get over that 31 and a half number. I think that's a little tough. I think I'd rather stomach the, the Cincy one at 23 and a half. Both of them um, um, are juiced to the under at minus 125. The overs at minus 105. So I think I'd lean over probably for both of them. I guess that means I like the over in the game. It's, but Yeah, it's tough. I, you'd obviously rather it be like um, like 30 and a half or yeah. like and have Cincy be 24 and a half if you, if you wanted to do what I was doing. And so 31 and a half and 23 and a half, it, like, you know, that makes the Bengals one a little bit better. If you like the Bengals and the over, then you may as well just take that. No, I agree. And then like, I'm trying to think of like props and stuff. Cause like, you know, that like the, the chiefs one last week really, really saved. Um, if you, if you were hoping for overs in like props and stuff, the chiefs one definitely helped you out there because every other game was pretty uh, much one, one more thing. instead of uh, the, the Bucks game, but what was well, that? Yeah, one more thing. Um, so also when they played in week 17, Hill and Kelsey Hill, six catches, 40 yards, no scores. Kelsey, five catches, 25 yards, one score. That's not going to happen again. No, I, I don't anticipate that. They, they'll manufacture them some touches. And then it's, it's, it's just not possible to do that to both of them anymore. No, I don't think so. And it, it, it's weird to say that because it was so short, like the, the time between playing them is so like close together. But I, I just don't see them replicating that, I also especially think, in, in Arrowhead. I also think that like, like that game for Cincinnati was just – Dude, like I hate to, uh, you know, I'm still crying about some of the calls in that game, but some of them were literally insane. Like a lot of good breaks, a lot of jump balls, a lot of like, I, I mean, the Chiefs clearly wanted to win, but the fact is they scored three points in the second half. That's not going to happen again. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think the Chiefs demonstrated, especially against the Bills, that they had a different level for the playoffs. Agreed. And, Agreed. And we all kind of felt teams don't do we, that. We kind of all thought that a little bit, but you know, I know, we, but it was really we, nice. We, you know, and it was so funny because you kind of saw it against the Steelers, especially in that, like, like you saw a flash of it in that run at yeah. the end of the first half. But um, you saw the full Chiefs experience against the Bills on Sunday, and it, it really felt like it had been a while since I saw the true 
full Chiefs experience, you know, where I really felt like Mahomes was at a 10, you know, an 11, if you want to rate it at it, you know, 11, but whatever <laughs> you want to rate it out of, he was the top number. So, um, yeah, because yeah, we but, see it in the NBA and it becomes so regular now, but in the NFL, we don't see it. So it's like, I'd rather see it before I believe it, where a team can actually flip a see, switch. Oh, like a team, a team turning the switch you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't see that. And it looked like the Bills similarly did that too, as well. They just couldn't fit, make that last stop or the, the coin toss didn't flip in their, in their right way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's get to the NFC championship game. San Fran Rams, San Fran 2-0 in the season series right now. There have been 21 meetings between teams that have faced each other three times in one season. And the team that is 2-0 in the regular season has won 14 of those 21 games in the third meeting. But home teams, those teams that were 2-0, when they were the home team in the third matchup, they were 11-2. While when they were the away team, they were 3-5. and five. So we, wow. got the, we got the 49ers on the road. I mean, honestly – I mean, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? First of all, I think, um, I think, I think so. If you, if you beat them two times and you're the home team, what does that mean? You're the better team. So, okay. It's, it's to be believed that you can beat them again. And then if you're the away team, so you beat them twice, but in spite of that, you had a worse record. It brings, you know, three and five is essentially a 50, 50. And so first of all, I think if anything that disproves the, Oh, it's hard to beat a team three times. I've always thought that was kind of BS. Um, and so I think, I think, um, yeah, the Niners kind of have the Rams number, but the Rams are the better team. And I think that's what we all know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, three and a half seems like a lot of points, but I also could see the Rams totally blowing them out. So when we talked about this game in week 18, I was like, I like the Rams. I think the Rams are going to blow them out. I'd even look at alternate spread. It was looking good after that first day. Uh, you know, 17, first nothing. Yeah. And then they kind of shit the bed here. I still, I'm still going to ride with the Rams. I don't know if I can do the three and a half though. I think I'm going to try and figure out and like either a same game parlay or something with the money line for the Rams and, and get that because I don't think I can lay the three and a half. I feel like this is a game that will be close. I feel like this is a game that the 49ers will at least keep to within a field goal there. I just hate the hook. If I can get it to touch a to touch three points, I will be hitting the Rams. Some key injury stuff. Trent Williams, uh, obviously dealing with an injury quote from Kyle Shanahan. He believes he's playing, and so do I. Taylor Rapp, the Rams safety, who's been out the past couple of weeks, on track to possibly be back this week. And then the Rams left tackle, Andrew Whitworth, who was out last week, is expected to be back. So we've got some reinforcements on both ends of it. Trent Williams obviously played in that Packers game, but the fact is if he's not out there, that's a major blow because he's been one of the best players in the NFL, not just left tackle, not even just for the Rams or just for the 49ers in all of football. One of the things that has to deal with the why the Rams or the 49ers have done really well against the the Rams is the defense and making Stafford throw like into force the ball into mistakes. And what that has to deal with is Stafford against the Blitz, 155 passer rating on 11.7 yards per attempt when the Niners have blitzed him, compared to 53.6 passer rating and 5.7 yards per attempt when they haven't. So. We know, and Stafford, this has been his trend across all the NFL. He's been great against the blitz, not good against the non-blitz. And the 49ers have the fourth fewest percentage of blitzes in the NFL on a per-game basis. Yeah. Um, well, I think here's the thing about the spread, the three and a half points, is that you would think in a close game – you uh, personally, I would like San Francisco more in a close game. I think, um, I think they have sort of that – you know, close game, great call what you want. Even if you, you know, I like Stafford better than Jimmy G in a two minute drill, but 
I just like the Niners in general in a game that's going to come down to the wire. I believe in them more so. And in many senses, if you like the Rams, you actually may as well take the minus three and a half, um, even though it's hard to stomach, especially just looking at it. But I do think, I kind of think Niners are the play, even though they're the worst team. I think both dogs are clearly the worst team, but they sort of have that it factor where they could upset the better team. And that's why you're, you're looking at very similar situations across both games, really. I just feel like if I if I take the Niners in three and a half, I'll feel better about it in the moment, but then I'll see Jimmy G and we don't know what he's like. Like I, I could say like, oh, he was dealing with the, you know, playing in Lambeau and all this. They wanted to limit him. And he had a couple of plays where George Kittle drops a pass. Brandon Ayuk drops a pass and his, and his stat line could look prettier. But then he throws an interception and I'm just like, why did I bet on him while Stafford's yeah. dicing him up? And I, that's, yeah, just, well, that's just tough to stomach. I actually, you know, honestly, especially after the performance the dogs put in the last week, and the like quality of football we saw the last week, I actually kind of like both favorites to cover. I, I I don't like the the Chiefs. I do like the I do like the Rams. I just feel like, and I was thinking about this as I saw the line. I'm like, does it feel like the, the books are just dangling the San Fran plus three and a half for us to take? Because you know, you look at it, San Fran's two and zero, oh, and they this was they played in week 18. It's not like they have this like an insane amount of time between these two games. And we have a San Fran team that went into Green Bay. Their defense stifled the hell out of the Packers, only allowing 10 points throughout the entire game. And we have a Rams team that almost blew a 24-point lead against the Bucs. Yeah, they already shut down the Packers and the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. So, sure, you know, why couldn't you do that to the Rams? Now, on the other hand, the Rams have stifled the the Bucs for an entire half. And – and the Cardinals for an entire game. So, you know, if you can do that to them, I mean, hypothetically, both defenses could have amazing games. Um, and so, you know, with that in mind, the total of 45 and a half, I actually kind of like the under. I mean, I, I, I like teasing the under maybe. Tease the under with the, with the, uh, with the Niners spread. If you're talking, I don't know, you said you like favorites. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning maybe with the chiefs. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, you take six points on both of those, go 50, like under 51 and a half and Chiefs minus one, something like that. I want to see what the, the point total was for both these games that they played. Because, yeah, the, over, it went over in both of the games before this. So, I, yeah, this kind of feels really? like it's a game that's – both the times that these teams played, it went over uh, – Yeah. oh, no, never mind. The first time it didn't. First time okay. it was 31 to 10 uh, San Fran. So that, that – uh, The second was 27-24. Yeah, after the comeback. Yeah, and, re- and remember, I mean, that was a lot of, you know, stuff late in the game, a lot of late-game magic, which, of course, all of these NFL games are liable to have happen now. But um, do you think man. there's something to be said that, you know, like you're saying a little bit, the 49ers had their number. Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, when you look at their numbers, I mean, Shanahan's 5-1 and one against the spread and 6-0 straight up when Jimmy G is his quarterback against Sean McVay. So it's when he doesn't have a backup. You know, Shanahan, that trio, the LaFleur McVay, Shanahan. Like, Shanahan kind of owns it. Yeah. Think about yeah. It. yeah. He obviously is the Cowboys. Even though, even though, and it's tough. I can't say he's got the worst quarterback because, you know, McVay had golf, but now, now he's got the worst quarterback and he could, he could potentially sweep these guys. Well, they were on three le- and one throughout the entire know, season. Four and one. For me, they were on level footing in the sense that both had made a Super Bowl with their quarterbacks. If anything, you'd probably give the edge to Shanahan just because he had more experience and he made the Super Bowl with Atlanta as the OC. Yeah. And whereas McVay, I mean, personally, when he got the Rams job, I, I wasn't really familiar with him at all. And he's really, you know, taking the league by storm. But now, you know, 
whoever wins this game is is a better coach right now, in my opinion, because whoever makes it is going to have two Super Bowl appearances and, and, and as a head coach. Mm-hmm. What about the fact of like if it's a close game, if it's, you know, 26 23 and you got one team with matthew stafford and one team with jimmy g and jimmy g isn't as great as matthew stafford does well, that, that does that sway a little bit well yeah and and you know obviously it's r- yeah. ranking coaches and something that's uh, that's like fluid to change in the next couple of years especially as the rams sort of we see how their window happens and what happens with the garoppolo land situation but that's a valid point and maybe there's a little bit of room where niners you know Rams win no cover and, and you, you, you leave feeling good about both coaches. So who knows? I mean, it, I gotta be honest. It feels a little crazy that one of these two teams is going to go to the Super Bowl. I, I kind of agree. I, I mean, it just feel, I think it's more crazy that the Niners could be back with Jimmy G. I'm a little I, I think disappointed. That's more, I think that's what I'm more. So uh... I'm a little disappointed in the NFC as a whole. Do, do you remember like in the middle of the season when I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, I would I, like give me NFC to win the Super Bowl because they have five of the best six teams in the league. And, and the reality is the Chiefs and the Bills are clearly the best two teams in the league. And, you know, the Packers are gone. The Bucks are gone. The Cowboys are gone. The Cardinals are gone. Like, and, and so all of a sudden it's, it's Rams and Niners. And, and we know that both of these teams are severely flawed, as we mm-hmm. saw all throughout the season. Yes, the Rams have looked good lately, but I'm not fully on board, but I just – I can't get behind the Niners enough to be on board there either. Um, so, man. NFC, I, got, NFC got derailed with some injuries to key guys for yeah. those. Like, uh, mainly, I think it's the Bucs and the Cardinals. With well, Hopkins, and the Packers, Chris on Godwin, the other hand, have no excuse. No, the Packers have no, no excuse. But I think the teams that I know you were behind were, were the Bucs, and that's when you lost Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Cowboys, Cowboys also blew it. But then you look at the Cardinals, the Cardinals had some injuries and then DeAndre Hopkins out for the season. And I obviously derailed them. And then the classic Cliff Kings very collapsed. So it, so I don't, so I don't necessarily go, think you were wrong when you said in the midseason. I think things just change with injuries. Well, and also, also the Chiefs ended up being what we thought they were preseason, even when it looked bleak. Also so, the Bills. Yeah. The Bills had those same questions. It was like, yeah, okay, you beat the Chiefs, but you haven't really like proved it. You beat the, the bad teams by a lot and all of this. So, I don't know. The, these are just two teams that are just, I think, peaking at the right time. I, I think yeah. mainly the 49ers, but the Rams, I mean, they're doing enough to get through these games. And really the only kryptonite they've had is this 49ers team. So, it feels only right that in order for them to get back to this rule yeah. and really get to the point where, you know, the season starts to somewhat look like a success is – you have to go through this team that's been the thorn in your side throughout the past few years in Kyle Shannon and the San Francisco 49ers team. All right. So gun to your head, three and a half. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Rams. If I gun to my head, like I'm just yeah. not the, the half point is not going to deter me from taking a team that I think will win this game. And that's where I feel like the quarterback edge the QB edge. And then the fact is they, they know what this team has been doing to them for the past couple of years. I okay. Think so my next question is at some point they got to get over the hump. So my next question is um, who, so you think the Super Bowl will be what chiefs Rams then? Yeah. Chiefs Rams. And then I, I would say the same. And then my final question is what do you think would be the most like fun matchup? I think chiefs Rams. I think Chiefs Rams and, you know, everybody likes to talk about the, the, the game that they had a few years ago on Sunday night football, I believe. Yeah. Right? Thursday night football. Like, an this is even better. This, this could be even better. This could be, now you got Stafford instead of golf. What about you? What, what do you think would be the, the best match? Most so I definitely show? go, I definitely go Chiefs Rams. Um, I think I like, I, that's what I think it'll be, but as far as fun matchups, um, 
frankly, I don't really think you can go wrong because, um, you know, Chiefs Niners, not only is it a rematch of three years ago, but there's also a lot of sort of like, it's almost like a Giants Patriots dynamic to it a little bit in the sense like it's the scrappy team against the team that we all thought would be there and is like unstoppable. Then you want to go Niners Bengals. It's like, oh, you know, it's a rematch of this some Super Bowl that happened 40 years ago. And and then you sort of come to grips with the reality that one of those two teams is actually going to win the Super Bowl. And so I think that'd be fun too. Bengals and Rams, you can't really go wrong because that, that's fun too. I think, I think, I think we're set up pretty nice. I think Bengals, Niners would be what I would least want to see, to be honest. And any, anything other than that, I'd be happy with. Bengals, Niners, I feel like it would just be the bang, the 49ers defensive line just absolutely Niners, destroying you, this Bengals offense. You'd have line. to take the Niners in that game. Uh, yeah. As much as it would suck, and I feel like there would be so much public money on the Bengals because everybody just hates Jimmy G. And like, it's just like, oh, I love Joe Burrow. But in that one, exactly. it would be the Bengals or the – the 49ers defensive line, which is absolutely wreck havoc against that shitty, shitty Bengals offensive line. Yep. Okay, let's get to our bets. I went one and zero last week, thirty-one twenty-one and two. You went one and two. I had the the Packers, man, the Packers. Mm-hmm. You were thirty-two and twenty-three. I think that means I take the lead right now. Yeah. Um, for me, I got one bet. And it's the Bengals team total over. I talked about it before. The Chiefs, very bad at stopping yards per pass attempt. They allowed the seventh most yards per pass attempt over the entire season. The Bengals ranked first in yards per pass attempt over the entire season. Even if they want to do the same thing they did with Stephon Diggs, I have full confidence in T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzama, and picking up the slack and being able to put up some points. And I know that this offense can get things going. I don't think this Chiefs defense is really anything that I'm worried about. They ranked 25th in pass DDVOA. And I think Joe Burrow... Joe Shiesty is coming to the Arrowhead and ready to put on a show. Maybe not enough to win the game, but he is not going to lay a dud. He's not putting up less than 24 two straight weeks in the playoffs. All right, give me – I guess I'll do – it's tough because there's a couple different – like, you know, I like like Chiefs spread, but I probably want to tease it. But then I also like – you know, Rams, maybe I talk myself into a tease there, you know, to take him to positive. But I think I think I'm going to go with what I was talking about earlier. So I'll make two picks. One of them is Chiefs minus seven straight up. And then the other one is um, Chiefs and then under 51.5 in Rams Niners, you know, Chiefs to minus one yeah. and, and, and under up six points. So I'll go with both of those. Six, uh, six point six point tease right there. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't hate it. I just can't. I, I like I like the tease, and I honestly might tell you that on that, like not for an official pick, but like when yeah. that, when it comes to betting it, because I do think the under is the play in that game. I think the Niners have their way of limiting Matthew Stafford, which is pressuring with four, which is easier, like pretty much with every quarterback. But this 49ers defensive line has been doing that for weeks now. And then Kansas City, I still expect to win. I just the seven. I just feel like the backdoor covers there for the taking, and I know that. With a quarterback as good as Joe Burrow, he's going to keep them somewhat close in this one. So yeah. I, I just can't stomach it, but I, I don't hate it. But that's going to do it for us today. I'm on, just to recap, Bengals team total over 23 and a half. You're on Kansas City minus seven, and then a six point tease of Kansas City minus one and under 51 and a half. You got anything else to say before we sign off and get, uh, get ready for these conference championship games this weekend? Man, this enjoy, weekend. wow. What enjoy was that? Country you- accent. Enjoy, enjoy while we can, because this is two of the last three games we have left, man. So it's, it's all happening so fast. So, yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to these games. And uh, go Chiefs and go Rams, I guess. 
Couldn't agree more, especially the second part. You know, go Chiefs, go Rams. And uh, we'll catch you guys on Monday to recap these games. Thank you for listening.